There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh, and welcome back, Josh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Been back, out uh, moving for the last few days, and thank you so much, Jim Price. Jim Price for helping yeah. me out here. Definitely, man. Glad to see you got moved and everything. You're still safe, so uh, no freezing up there in the, uh, <laughs> the Arctic Circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, in the Arctic Circle, Minnesota. Uh, Jim will be back with us here in just a little bit. We're going to jump over to uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott, dual PhD economist. Kirk, how are we doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Josh? Well, you know, Kirk, I just did my second move in less than three months. So uh, I'm sore. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, but uh, now we're, we're here for at least a year in this house, so this should be good. Well, that's that's amazing news. I'm glad you're still still vertical and not too sore. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I probably lost a few inches because of carrying everything, but you know, I'll survive. Yeah, that's all good. It, it's all good. You know what's not good? The economy. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. And it's and it's getting worse. So as as we unravel from what happened in Davos, you know, as the globalists just get together and plan out the future that they have envisioned for the world, right? It's, uh, we're, we're seeing some different trends transpire. Um, some are, are what you and I have talked about a bunch, central bank digital currencies, and they're, you know, juggernaut move towards that. But, but the collapse of the dollar is, is actually at hand. So Saudi Arabia, um, they gave, they had open discussions with, um, the kingdom's finance minister to the people in Davos, mm-hmm. um, you know, all the, the billionaires and heads of state and everything that were there. Well, since the early 1970s, to give it a little backdrop, we've, we've been operating under a petrodollar, meaning all oil settlements globally are traded in, in U.S. dollars, which gave us built-in demand for our currency, right? So, so that allowed us to do what? It allowed us to print without discretion to fund every stimulus program under the sun and still have demand for our currency because every other country, if they were to do that, let's name Venezuela, Argentina, um, the European Union, any, any other country, right? If they were to just print without discretion and they don't have that built in demand for their currency, the currency defaults, nobody will want it anymore, right? It it just Mm -hmm. goes into a catastrophic, you know, tailspin. And um, then what do they do? Well, they have to print money to fund all their expenditures, and then they have to raise rates to slow down the inflation that that creates. And, and ultimately, you end up with a, with a final fate of, well, not. We, we were kind of entering into massive inflation, hyperinflation in the case of Venezuela and other countries, right? I mean, that's the, that's the fate of fiat-based currencies that don't have any kind of tangible backing. Because I think people, people in America, um, they, they view a tangible backing of a currency kind of wrong. They think, oh, we went off the gold standard and we're basically a, just a completely fiat-based currency. Not necessarily the case because we went from a gold-backed currency to an oil-backed currency for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes, right? So, but now 
that's being dismantled. So the finance minister of Saudi Arabia, which is the world's largest oil exporter. So, you know, when you when you couple oil and gas, like Russia is the largest put together. But but when it's just oil, Saudi Arabia is the pillar of the petrodollar system. Um, so here's what they decided to do. They said in in an effort to actually help our trading partners and and make them you know, uh, happy about the arrangement of buying oil from Saudi Arabia, they said, we're going to consider trading in other currencies. Okay, kind of an innocuous headline, right? But the, the devastating effects of that are, let's say you're Saudi Arabia, okay, Josh, and, and you're going to sell oil to China. Well, what they're saying is, well, we'll take the yuan in exchange for our oil. If they're selling it to Russia, we'll take the ruble. If they're selling it to Mexico, we'll take the peso. Um, Canada, the Canadian dollar, whatever. They're going to now start trading with each country in their own currency, which actually helps that country um, get rid of some of their currency in exchange for oil, right? Well, from, from Saudi Arabia's perspective, it's, it's a slap in the face to the petrodollar system because now that they're in such cahoots and basically in bed with the BRICS nations, it's like we don't, we don't necessarily need to, to appease the United States and the West because we have built-in demand for our oil in all these BRICS nations. Well, what is that going to do? It's every single time a country starts buying oil from Saudi Arabia, um, it, it's actually another nail in the coffin for the U.S. dollar. So for all intents and purposes now, moving forward, we don't have a petrodollar system. We don't have built-in demand for our U.S. currency which means it's going to continue to spiral down because if there's no capital inflow coming in to the, to the U.S. Treasury from all these oil purchases, well, we still have expenditures. We still have mm-hmm. service on our debt, which I want to talk about probably on the second half of our program. But we've got, we've got the raising of the debt ceiling. We've got all of our entitlements. We've got Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, welfare programs. We've got infrastructure. We've got the cost of running a country. If we don't have capital coming in, they're going to be forced to just print it. So to, for people to think that we've even seen the middle or the end of inflation yet, which is what, what you're hearing on mainstream media, it's like Biden's winning the war on inflation. Look, we, we actually can start lowering the rate of growth of interest rates. It's only going to go up a quarter this time. It's a bunch of hogwash, I mean, to, to say it politely. Because they're going to have to print like there's no tomorrow to fund expenditures when we don't have any capital inflow coming in. This Mm -hmm. is the problem. This is the problem that we're seeing. And that one decision in Davos was, well, I I would like to say it was the, the, the most instrumental, impactful, horrible decision that was made there. It wasn't. I mean, the move toward central bank digital currencies was. But this is a big one. Because what it does is, is it removes the peg of oil to the U.S. dollar, and our economy now is basically going to go into what I think is an inflationary spiral as we lose that built-in demand for our currency. You know, Kirk, I was uh, listening to Ray Dalio the other day, <clears throat> and he, he was talking about his world order. He had that book, The New World Order, mm-hmm. uh, that came out, and he was talking about how – transitions of these generations occur typically through number one the economic principles that are implemented that after a post-war 
country, the winner of that war typically rises up to the leading country within the world and thrives economically. But over time, as that system erodes, corruption increases, um, and inflation ensues, it eventually leads for a destabilization within that country, a decline within their prowlness, and most likely another world war, of which that world war will initiate a new country to rise up. And he's saying mm-hmm. that this is exactly where we're, what we're in right now, that the United States right now is going through this credit and debt cycle, and it's so exasperated, so manipulated, so corrupted that it, it's not going to survive this one, and the only way out of it for them is war. Mm. Well, this is, I mean, his statement is based on historical fact, not, not opinion, right? Because you look back, you look back at 2000, you know, we had the, uh, we had 9-11, you know, the towers came down, right, which created the war on terror and the Patriot Act and all the horrible problems that in you know, from there. However, what caused that? George Bush W had had horrible, um, you know, reviews at the time. Right, that the consumer confidence in him was at an all-time low. You had the economy was in shambles. Boom, you go to war. You look at what happened in 2008, 2009. You look, you know, let's even go back to, you know, the Great Depression. You know, what what actually came out of that. World War II. So whenever you have an economic catastrophe, it generally is followed by war. This time is no different. So, so Dalio's comments, are, I mean, I agree with them wholeheartedly because history supports his assertion that that's the case. So the question then becomes, which war and where, <laughs> right? So you've already got Russia and Ukraine. Um, when, when Russia and Iran last week um basically said hey we're going to actually kind of join our banking forces and create a, a an alternative for iran who's got now all kinds of economic sanctions against them to get out of the swift program right so so russia did this after biden's nuclear option and pulling them out of the swift system what did russia do they went to china china said hey it, they said, China, you've got a, a version of SWIFT called CIPS, a CIPS. Can we, you know, kind of join forces with you there so we don't, we're not, you know, oh, out of out of the loop on in, on getting international bank wires coming in and out, which Biden wanted to destroy the Russian economy. You know what it did? Nothing. Didn't do, have any impact at all because Russia just went to China. Well, now that Iran has these weird, you know, economic sanctions going against them, which are justified, right? I mean, they're a terrorist nation. Um, they're just, you know, now banding forces with Russia to create another SWIFT program. So Iran can now start getting payments in and out of their country. So some of these economic warfare tactics aren't working anymore because the BRICS nations are getting so economically um, put together and organized that that normal economic tools in the past simply simply don't work well what happened the day after they did that israel starts starts sending shooting missiles at iran and it's starting to create even more geopolitical conflict that it is we're going to talk about that and much much more when we come back with dr kirk Elliott. we'll be right back with the dark light show
The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from Responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And, you know, economic warfare is right, Kirk, because we've been in this economic war right now for a while between China and the United States, and it's been back and forth. But Russia has entered the scene uh, right in around the Ukraine time frame, and uh, they, they pulled uh, some some really good tricks. And what they had that I don't think the Western nations were really waiting for was this BRICS alliance, which is this economic alliance of how it started. Um, something that two years ago I said was going to become a military alliance, more like an Axis and Allies. Um, which has turned into exactly that. Now we have Saudi Arabia potentially joining it. We had the rumors that Ergon in uh, Turkey is going to be leaving NATO within six months and most likely joining the BRICS alliance. I watched a video yesterday of a Russian general talking about this on Russian television, that uh, maybe it's time to tell the world our real agenda and that the international alliance that we're creating isn't only economic, but it's also military. Well, I mean, that this is true. And so when you have, but let's, let's kind of put some of those pieces together because that's, that's massive. When you have 
a very large military just in China alone, but now start to add all these other countries, Russia, good grief, and, and others, um, with nuclear capability. You have the world's largest manufacturer in China. You couple that with some of the world's largest oil and gas producers in the Middle Eastern countries and and Russia. Um, now you've got banking interests that are being realigned um, and the economic might that's going to come from that. They're really building up a geopolitical, economic, military, political superpower. Um, and, it, and it's not just a nation state. It's, it's going to ultimately become a new nation state, you know, with, with different countries, with, you know, almost like a, a big, huge super country without borders, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what, what does that bring to the table? So you've got, you've got Turkey that, you know, you said wants to leave NATO. Well, this is almost like a new NATO consortium of nations, that if anybody comes against any one of them, well, they've got the support of the other countries to defend them. And a lot of these are terrorist states, um, anti-Western type states. I mean, there is a new geopolitical power structure being established right underneath our nose. I I 100% agree. And I think it's being allowed to happen to bring down the Western world order that's uh, been in power and ruled for well over 100 years. And what that means for us here in the United States of America is that the dollar is going to significantly decline in its value like it has over the last hundred years. But you're going to see skyrocketing cost of everything. Um, Not only your cost of living, but everything. Well, and the cost of borrowing. So how are these two things connected, right? Well, when, when a country is forced, like the United States, to print money to fund debt ceiling increases or they're going to shut down the government, you know, then you've got these nasty political maneuvers, like when um, Janet Yellen sent the the House, you know, basically said, hey, you know, we're just going to not pay the, the U.S. postal workers' retirement plan until you raise the debt ceiling, right? It's like, okay, mm-hmm. so you're, you're willing to use people as pawns for your political purposes. Rather than what any normal business person would do, you look at a you look at the revenues that come in and the expenses. They go, man, if they're not adding up, we, we better slash expenses. They're not doing that. They're just saying, you just go print more money. We're not slashing the expenses. You just go print more money, which causes massive amounts of inflation. The normal policy maneuver to impact inflation is raise interest rates, which is what they've done. So, so over the past 13 months, interest rates have more than doubled, right? So... I mean, let's just look at a 30-year mortgage, for example. In January of 2022, a little over a year ago, it was 3.22% average on a 30-year mortgage. Well, you just know, you know, you know what's happened to the mortgage rates. And, but now they're, they're pushing seven or even more. It's, it's like doubled. So what does that do? It just doesn't affect mortgage rates. It affects the interest payments on our national debt. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I was looking at a chart just earlier today, this morning, um, from the St. Louis Fed, and they have their economic data analysis system is called FRED. <laughs> um, so Federal it must be Federal Reserve Education or something like that. Well, they have a chart of the interest payments by the federal government. So you you look back to the beginning of last year. What was the the debt service on our thirty one trillion dollar debt? It was a little over $500 billion. Today, 
quarter four of 2022, it had jumped up to $853 billion. So interest rates have almost doubled. The debt service on our national debt has gone up $353 billion. It's, it's, it hasn't quite doubled, but it's getting close. But you, you look at what that means. Interest rates are going to continue to rise, according to Jerome Powell, chairman of the Fed. You know, it's not like they're coming down. It's not like they're, they're going negative. They keep adding a quarter of a point here, half a point here, three quarters of a point, right? They keep raising rates. So that means the debt service on just our national debt keeps going up. It went from $500 billion to $853. In, in short order here, probably in the next six months, it's going to be over a trillion. Just the debt service, just the interest-only payments. Well, Biden's current budget is $6.8 trillion. We bring in about four. So that's $2.8 trillion in the hole. Now you start to add to that, ooh, interest-only payments are $853 billion. This is, this is already mathematically impossible to pay back. When, when you look at $853 billion and we bring in about four, we're, we're almost at 25% of everything that we bring in as a nation in federal tax revenue is now going out towards servicing the debt only. We're not even talking about running the country. We're not even talking about... Um, the the retirement plans for, for TSP, for government workers. We're not talking about education. We're not talking about the cost of military or infrastructure or everything else that a country needs to spend money on, let alone welfare, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, all of that, right? So it's like, how in the world can we survive that? And the, the answer is unknown, because I, I don't think that we can. I think you are going to have a catastrophic fall of the economy when when a country's interest-only payments, Josh, are almost 25% of everything we bring in, that's unsustainable. It's completely unsustainable. Uh, A catastrophic change needs to be made, which you and I have talked about this uh, over and over and over on this program and and off-air is, well, their their answer is going to be central bank digital currency, right? Well, Mm -hmm. well, so, so... How do you, you, there's the old saying, right? How do you eat an elephant? Well, you have to do it one step, one bite at a time, or else you'll die. You can't eat an elephant in one bite, right? So, so moving from where we are right now to um, a central bank digital currency is like eating the elephant in one bite. Can't be done. So, so what's happening? Well, central bank digital currency is, is just a digital wallet, right? That's, it's going to be tied to you, to your digital social profile. And, and, Going from where we are now to that is a big bite. So last week for the first time ever, um, you've got big banks now entering into the digital wallet world. We're used to PayPal, Venmo, um, Apple Pay, you know, app-based money, right? And you and I talk about these kind of issues a lot, like a lot off the air. Well, for the first time ever, Bank of America and J.P. Morgan Chase are banding together to create their own digital wallet digital money to rival Apple Pay. So it's like, oh, my word. So now it's entering the mainstream. They're getting people used to their bank accounts being completely digital. I'm not talking about credit cards. People are used to that, right? Well, that tells us what's happening here is they're moving us towards getting used to central bank digital currency, Mm -hmm. used to being a completely digital entity in a digital globalized world. So here's, here's an amazing um, evidence of why this is happening and how this is happening. So 
If you go to a website like us.clock.org, you can see there, there's some elements on there that I always look at, you know, paper, dollar compared to silver, dollar compared to gold, right? So w- without, you know, in, in historical time frame, silver should be $2,900 an ounce. Gold should be over $20,000 an ounce. That tells us the inflationary pressures and, and if there weren't manipulation in the markets, what those metals would be priced at. Well, what is it today? Seriously, if you go and look, and this is a huge story that nobody's talking about, mm-hmm. gold and silver are at zero. Right. Zero. Well, how could that be? And I'm thinking, okay, when that first came out, like at the beginning of January, I thought it was a, it was a database glitch, right? So it's like, how could it go from 20,000 to zero? Well, you, you look at how it's measured. It's the increase in the M2 money supply which is basically your checking account, savings account, and time deposits like CDs and money money. Yep. They're, they're declining. They're reducing the M2 money supply, pulling money out of the system to get people ready for a digital currency. Wow. Absolutely crazy. Kirk, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. I want to talk about this more, too. So hopefully we can talk about that more when we come back next week. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight show. And, uh, you know, the, the U.S. National Debt Clock, uh, the usdebtclock.org, that was a big question that a lot of people were asking, and Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott was, uh, was answering that. And basically it, it comes down to is the M2 money supply. So M2 money supply is declining year over year. So this is why it's reading zero, the same thing with gold and oil. And the M2 money supply there, what we're talking about is kind of your savings. It's it's what money people have in their bank accounts, so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, this this isn't good. This, this definitely is not good. And you can pull up the M2 uh, money supply charts. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now to kind of look at right. what that really is. But... For anybody out there, M2 is U.S. Federal Reserve's estimate of the total money supply, including all of the cash people have on hand, plus all the money deposited in checking accounts, savings accounts, and other short-term saving vehicles, such as certificates of deposits, retirement account balances, time deposits over 100000 are admitted. So the fact that this is declining, the, the amount of money that people have on hand and are putting in, bank, in checking accounts and savings accounts is declining. This is not a good thing. Jim, Jim, what would you say would be happening? So typically when interest rates rise, people save money. This is kind of what it means is put your money back into the bank accounts, right? Well, the problem is, is because of inflation and because of the rise of cost of of, uh, money, which is interest, um, the problem is, is it's it's pulling off the little extra that we could have been putting back. And you're seeing the decline of, of individual savings as well. So the problem is, is that not only is the money supply, if you, everybody went and pulled their money out today. They only have about a tenth of the cash of, on hand available to give depositors what they have, and so that right there should be a, a that should be a panic moment for everybody. But at the same time, the interest rates you know your your interest on your interest on your credit cards is going up. The cost of food, I mean, eggs is another you know whole thing. That's something everybody's paying attention to. But all these cost of goods are going up. That means your checking accounts are coming down faster. And even though it's coming down faster, you're putting the money back into the system because we're having this inflation. It's still not putting more money in the bucket. 
and uh, they have basically overextended themselves on credit for basically ca- cash we don't have. And it's 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 a Ponzi scheme. I mean, they gave away, gave away, gave away, and now all of a sudden, if the producers all come home, we're screwed. We're we're not going to come out of this because again, if you run on the banks, if everybody just if only ten percent of us went and did a run on the bank, it would it would crush the banks in in a day. And that is a real factor right now. Uh, that's not a me trying to scare you. That they've they've created this, but like you said, they have to so that you don't pay attention to why your money isn't in the bank. We got to create a war and death and catastrophe and all this other red flag crap they're going to try to pull on us. We've got to be very very careful that we don't fall for this, and we need them to be held accountable for their bad actions, not us, not mm-hmm. those of us that prepared ourselves. They are the bad actors. Nope, you're right, and and what we need to do is we need to take responsibility for our own finances we have to diversify among mm-hmm. the dollar and uh, it's yeah. funny i was in the, the store the other day and i went to pay for three dollars cash and uh she goes oh, she looks at me and goes how would you like to pay i go uh, do you still take uh um paper you know do you still take paper money and she looked at me kind of like with a smirk on her face i'm like well from what i heard this stuff is worthless and everybody started laughing yeah but, it, but isn't that the truth is that the dollar is becoming well, worthless over time. There's economic warfare being waged on this country and globally on all Western nations. This is being derived from the people in this BRICS organization who have, over the last decade, right. cornered the majority of the resource markets. What do I mean right. by resource markets is the raw materials. You know, Russia and Russia is one of the top producers in the world of oil, um, of rare earth minerals, Mm -hmm. and of fertilizers. These are all critical to the global economy moving forth. China has buddied up with them because China needs those resources. We have the BRICS alliance, obviously. They're in Ukraine, Mm -hmm. which is one of the top energy providers to Europe. And uh, this isn't looking good for the West, Jim. No. No, it, it isn't looking – I mean, remember, we talked about this last week. You know, China, 90% of all their food comes in from overseas. So the thing is, is they have to maintain some type of diplomatic relationship or economic relationship with whoever they can because they can't feed themselves. Uh, that's that's their Achilles heel. That is their weak moment that China can't feed themselves. They don't have the farmland. They've, they've polluted their own country to the nth degree. And yet we're all over here going, oh, we need to worry about these guys. I'm telling you right now, just don't feed them. Uh, all mm-hmm. that go- that you, you cut the supply chain off instantaneously, and they know that. So they know they got to buddy up with, with India and Russia and some of the people who they really don't want to, but because they got to be fed. And the same thing uh, right now, guys. America is America is the absolute target. We are the shining light at the top of the hill. We may be dull in some ways. We're not may as shiny as we should be, but in reality, we are the target. And in, this is the idea: if they can get us to emotionally break. See, where the, the value of the dollar still maintains is because we just we think it's great. And if they can emotionally break us and emotionally walk us away from something that we understand is ours, they feel like that's their victory. And not that everything is just going to go and turn into you know Mad Max beyond the Thunderdome in one, one moment. But in reality, that's what they're trying to do to us because they don't like the fact that Americans are just strong-willed, determined people who have guns and who have a lot of guns and a lot of ammunition. And guys... That is your absolute trump card. You know, silver, gold, and brass to cover your butt. That's what I talk about all the time. And we have a lot of it. And we should be proud of that. 
But at the same time, we need to be mindful about how we're going to exchange this currency thing where we're going to walk away from the U.S. dollar, which we all know is happening. I mean, it's like I don't know why we're all like, well, you know, it could happen in 10 years or maybe my lifetime. Guys, this is already happening. There's there's too much things with XRP, with the the CDB, uh, USB, whatever it is, the United States uh, digital coin. Those are things are all happening. They're all in place. The Fed Reserve is trying to, you know, position themselves so that they're into the next economy, and we're we're seeing the effects of this, and that's why we have that uncertainty because we don't know which cool kids club or which faction of this is really going to pull off the success. Is it? The quantum financial system? Is it the blockchain? Is it the Fed Reserve system? Is it the one world bank system? Is it the you know, WEF problem? I mean, these are the things that we have to be mindful of. As long as we're preparing ourselves now to understand the game is afoot, then we're going to prepare well. We'll, well. we'll come out of it good. But again, the one thing they're afraid of is because we're Americans. And Americans are stubborn and self-reliant people, and we can pull this off and be amazing. I agree. It's kind of the discussion I had last night on the podcast is that we have to get back to the to what is America, right? We have to stop allowing politicians to really dictate um, th- this country and this world for us because if we give it to them, then corruption is going to ensue. Yeah. Now, did you hear the news today, though? Uh-oh. What is it? Is D- it the, the, uh... the DOJ is searching Biden, Biden's Delaware beach home. Uh, for more classified documents. <laughs> dee, 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 breaking news. <laughs> they're gonna, but they're cooperating, Josh. See, it's different because they're cooperating, and the National Archives is fully involved with their attorneys and the DOJ to go in and just look around and see what's going on in this New Hampshire home. That you know, Joe has been Joe has been home uh, every weekend. Uh, what would I say? It was out of 20 weekends out of the last two years or whatever is the only that he hasn't been to Delaware. He's only missed 20 weekends being in Delaware since he's been inaugurated. This guy is like at that house a lot. And they said there's no visitors log. There's no real security. There's no skiff. There's no nothing for any of the stuff that's there. This is not getting better with age. Well, I'm surprised there hasn't been more uh, security concerns, security breaches. What's well, next to the Corvette? How could you, how could you ever doubt that, Josh? I mean, that's where, that's the foolproof. I just, I did high security design for the DOD. We always do that. If you parked a Corvette into a side of a building, the security levels just, you know, they tenfold, and so everything's fine. This is, this is where we do this. Just park a Corvette in there, and, and security is insured. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, you know, you know, th- then you have uh, Senator Cruz saying that the Senate's going to open up an investigation on this, that they're requesting from the DOJ the truck full, the, the tractor trailer full. 1,850 boxes. 1,850 boxes. A tractor trailer's full of documents, as well as over, what, 70 gigabytes of digital information, yeah, um, potentially massive ca- classified information. That, uh, well, Josh, Biden you just holding. moved. Um, did you move all 1,850 boxes of your classified information from your last location to your current location? Um, <laughs> well, if I had classified <laughs> documentations, then I guess I, I would have. But still, you know, I, I can't. 1,850 uh, boxes? How many? That's a lot. That's a lot of poundage. How I much think is that's, that? I think pounds? that's more than some presidents take with them when they leave. I don't. How do you create that much you're printing every – I thought we were in the computer age. We've been in the computer age for decades now. You're still printing that much off and putting it in boxes? 
Like that's <laughs> I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. Like his just full time printing. What are you doing, Joe? Ah, I'm just printing off everything. <laughs> just everything. What are you taking home? All of it. It's like, what do you mean, all of it? Yeah, I printed it all. I even print those little ads on the sides of my email. I just put those in there, too. Those are great. I mean, what well, are you doing? Eight? Well, here's the thing. is The documents that he has in that library, <clears throat> I guarantee you they're going to find that um, there, there's problems with it. Cash Patel said a few weeks ago, and I remember, I think it was on Fox or Bungino or something like that. He said this. He mm-hmm. said, they're going to find a lot more in other places. Watch. They're going to find a lot yeah. more in other places. And one of the main reasons is, is because this investigation isn't coming from Eric Garland. It's coming from the special counsel. So this will be interesting to see what happens. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Hello, my love. I heard a kiss from you. Red magic satin playing near to all through the morning rain again. The sun doesn't shine. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of My Pillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. You know, not only are is the DOJ looking for these classified documents, which I think is going to be the biggest scandal of 2023, and I think that it's going to take down Joe Biden. But we have another thing that potentially is going to take down Joe Biden is 
you know, Russia just released is releasing 20,000 documents that they recovered from these Ukrainian biolabs, which the Russia, U.S. Russia, government. Russia. Yeah. Which the government de- denies ever happened. Mm-hmm. It says, oh, that didn't happen. Never Even happened. though we have the trail from the Defense, <laughs> Reduction, Defense Threat Reduction Agency to Black Wasn't and Beach, to Metabiota, to, um, to all these other companies, right? Right. Of which Metabiota was a small company that was running one of these biolabs, is named by the Russians as the ones producing genetically engineered, genetically targeted bioweapons against the Russian people, okay? But Metabiota, Metabiota was funded... By Hunter Biden's I... financial company in 2014. Oh. <laughs> hey, what about this whole thing that Hunter's out there shopping some Russian secrets? Uh, that The email chain that came out on that. Is I haven't that seen a... that yet. What's this? Oh, yeah. There's a... Oh, well, Hunter's running a little low on cash. I guess the rent's due on the New Hampshire place. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got to come up with like 50K to pay dad uh, for the place he doesn't live in. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, he's shopping around. He's he's uh, he's going to the highest bidder. So this this is not getting better with age. This is this is one of those things that, you know, what, what did it, remember Trump said, hey, the 25th won't be a problem for me, but it will be for Joe Biden. I, yeah. I think this is the boomerang we're all looking for here. This is what we're talking about. And you notice when we, we talked about this, what, a week or two ago that they're Cuomo in him. They're letting him do the free fall. Yep. I mean, you don't see a lot of people out there running interference on this. And it is just continuing to keep coming out more and more and more. Well, and this is what I've talked about for a while, is that Joe Biden has become a liability. Anybody with deep spy connections to China has become a liability for the Democrats, and they're going to set to remove themselves as far away from these people as possible. And that process is already underway. We saw Eric Swalwell and Adam Schiff removed from their um, intelligence committee positions. We have Dianne Feinstein retiring. We have Nancy Pelosi retiring. Right. Uh, next thing yeah, you know, McConnell right. will probably be uh, thrown out on the streets as well because we Thank know you. he's in That'd bed with great. China. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, this is exactly what's happening. And Biden is next. And Kami Kamala, I mean, she she's no different. Trust me, something's going to come out about. I, I guarantee you, within the next two well, to three months, something's going to come out on Kamala Harris. They they already they already had like a, a quote unquote straw poll for her and said that she, we really like her. As a woman of color, why do they always have to put the punctuation at the end there? But anyway, um, you know, but well, but, you know, there probably is a better choice. So then Elizabeth Harris, you know, our uh, Native American um, spokesman for (laughs) anyway, uh, she kind of popped she popped up her head and said a few things, too, that, you know, there's probably a better choice for Joe out there. And then mm-hmm. she tried to walk that back. So Kamala Harris is, I mean, this whole thing is getting, not getting better. It's, it just really isn't for these guys. And so my problem is, is are they going to try to bring Newsom in here? He's not doing so hot in his own state. And I don't, I mean, he can, he can win as many fake elections as he want, but that, I guess that'd be the only way they can get him in there as well. Well, you know who Newsom is, right? That's Nancy Pelosi's nephew. Oh, yeah. Family. Keep it in the family. That's is that right. a bloodline thing with those guys, or they just happen to be in the right place? No, it's definitely a bloodline thing. Um, you know, uh, Manchin and Cruz and a bipartisan bill in the Senate are going mm-hmm. to be um, introducing a bill to bar the Biden administration from selling U.S. oil reserves to China. Well, yeah. I mean, why are we? Why aren't we? Why are we so okay with not being energy independent? 
And how do the oil companies, these guys who are out there making these billions of dollars a year, how are they just like, okay, you told us we have to buy from foreign countries. We'll buy it from them. I mean, really? What are these oil wells we're doing all over the place across this country? And by the way, the XL pipeline that is still operational, um, they're still being constructed because the permits were issued in, in 10 years, you know, leaps and bounds. I mean, we haven't stopped producing oil, but why are we, how did that, how does that happen that our federal government has the ability to tell these guys where to buy their oil from? I don't get that. That's the one part that escapes me. If I'm a businessman, I'm like, hey, I go or I'm going home. I'm going to buy it from my, my local guys. Right. Where, where is this coming from? Well, it, it, it's coming from, obviously, Bill, Bill Clinton and Nathan and Gat, right? If you remember this. Right. And uh, it, it also comes from, you know, payoffs. Is This is this is what it's all about. It's all about corporate payoffs. It's all about giving these uh, – it's all about giving these corporations the benefit of the doubt and giving them the best uh, bang for their buck. And this is right. why they do this as such. So what we're really looking at here, okay, mm -hmm. is we're looking at the embezzlement of U.S. taxpayer dollars overseas. Now, why are why is the United States buying from all these countries overseas and not doing it in-country? Well, it's aligning with the World Economic Forum's policies – Firstly, secondly, is that the companies overseas are not American family owned. It doesn't support American workers and American jobs. And so by buying overseas, you pay a higher price. So you're embezzling that money out of the country. And then at the same time, you're killing the country's infrastructure and economy because the people are losing out on that work. Donald Trump right. had that actually solved. Yeah. And that's the silly part of it is that this is how, you know, I guess we're the useful idiots that allow this to happen. Uh, we've got to turn this around. We've got to get involved. I mean, going back to your example, get your neighbors together in your garage, uh, drink some suds and, and work it out and try to figure out how you're going to change, you know, you know, local politics is national impact. Local politics is the three, four or five guys in a garage. That's local mm -hmm. politics. That's how it starts. That's how the revolution ever actually started was local coffee shops because coffee was cheaper than co uh, than tea and it was also a stimulant. So these guys could stay up later and drink coffee into the night and talk about how they wanted to be free from a tyrannical king. That's exactly it. <clears throat> and you yeah. know what? I think that those talks need to start happening again. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yes. I will, you know, you, you, you tell me where I need to be and I'll attend your meetings. So that's just, I will encourage those meetings as much as possible. Oh uh, man, no. Jim. The, the world yeah. is going to poop, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, we're over here thinking everything's going to be fine and the, and the toilet's overflowing and we just keep flushing. Like it's going to make a difference. <laughs> hey, by the way, um, got a, we got our Super Bowl matchup. Uh, the Kansas oh, City do. Chiefs. And the uh, somebody else was playing them. I don't know who it is. I don't care. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I had to wait some thirty odd years for the Chiefs to come through. And uh, you know, we've gotten in there. We've won our Super Bowl now. And uh, I think uh, it's kind of neat that our coach actually mm -hmm. coached the Philadelphia Eagles as well as the Chiefs. I mean, I think this is kind of a homecoming kind of thing for him too. So, pretty neat little deal going on there. So I know that a lot of people want to, you know. They want to cheer for whoever, but I'm enjoying the idea that it's not Tom Brady and uh, it's not the <laughs> usual suspects. It's a few other guys getting in there this time. Well, this will be interesting. I mean, uh, the Super Bowl is always big and I can't wait to see the advertisements and the halftime show oh. to see what the, the satanic world order comes up with next in the sense of the symbolism they'll use. 
what they're going to the, tell uh, us they're going to do to us here very soon. Yeah. They've more been medical very good beds at forecasting. With nurses. Yeah, more medical beds with nurses and the and the, the Grim Reaper. The the gurneys and hauling off people in body bags. That's probably part of that too. Right. You know, and the same. The shame is we. How do we get away with this? Like, why can't we just have something that's nice? Is everything that bad? Is ever is there symbolism in everything? Is that is that what we have to believe now that everything is this way? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do. Great. <laughs> Guys, hey, Thanks. I'm out of here, but Jim will be with you for the next hour. Enjoy that, and we'll be back with you tomorrow with another episode of the Dark Delight Show. Take care. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Well, welcome back, everybody. Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host for the second hour. Thank you guys so much for extending your lunch with me today. Uh, again, we've got a lot of these different topics we're trying to talk about and things that just just to prepare you for that future, right? We, we want you to be ready. And this is not about I, I know that there's a lot of guys out there to make a lot of great money off of fear. And obviously, your government makes a ton of money off of fear because that's what drives people to put government chemicals in their body. And I've actually spent a lot of my time, uh, I, I guess one of the things I'll say on my show quite often, and, and uh, my, uh, if you guys want to see, find out where I'm at, thejimpriceshow.com uh, is my website. But one of the things I always talk about is, you know, hey guys, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. And I'm not a scientist, but I play one on TV. And I, I'm not a lawyer, but I play one on TV. And, and it's, you know, now that I'm on TV and I'm on the radio and I'm doing these things, it, it's... You know, it's uh, I keep saying that in tongue in cheek, but I've had to become that. I've had to become my own doctor. I've had to become my own scientist. I had to become my own, you know, financial expert. I had to become my own, all these psychological effects and everything that they've been putting on us. And you know what? That's okay. I get to control my life and my destiny. I get to say, hey, Take Lugol's iodine. Lugol's iodine is an amazing product. You can put it on scars and they'll go away. Uh, your thyroid, you have hypothyroidism, hyperthyroidism. These are things that will help, help fix these things. And I could talk about that with confidence. And why is that? Because these people have pushed too far. Because the people that we thought were the experts aren't. They're just educated answerers. They can answer the question better than somebody else. And the guy who finishes at the bottom of the doctor's class is still a doctor. I mean, if anything, the potato in chief has showed us is that a guy who can be at the bottom of his class and say he's a lawyer somehow can run a country. Yeah, that's fine. You know, everybody gets to be president. Why not? It's your turn. Come on, buddy. Right here. Come on down. You're the next president of the United States or whatever it is they do in their little secret meetings. But anyway, going back to I have been able to say, yes, I play a doctor on TV. I play a scientist on TV because 
I, I've had to go down and find out what really works for us. And we talk about the dandelion thing and it sounds tongue in cheek, but it's real. It's absolutely real. When we talk about having silver on hand, you know, we're not talking about having big clunk bars of, you know, 20 pounds bars of silver and, but we're talking about little rounds, little pieces, little he- things here there that allows you to have currency if things are to go bad. And we all know through the annals of history that we understand that gold and silver have always been a commodity that's easily traded in commerce. And so I've had to say, well, you know, I'm not an economist, but I play one on TV. I'm not a scientist, but I play one on TV. Here I am. You know, I'm still out there saying, listen, how can we keep ourselves? How can we unplug from what they're doing? Plug into ourselves. And then when all they fall apart, you go, they're going, well, I hope it all works for you guys. I, I'm sad to see your economy come apart. I'm, I'm sitting over here on my, you know, I'm, I'm sitting over here on my stuff that I'm able to sustain myself. I have my own water sources. I have my own ability to do these things. And so, um, you know, I'm good. And that's really what this is about. That's where I probably talk about, uh, I say, uh, I was to say a percentage of, but I think it's 100% of the time. How do you make you better? How do you get through these things? How do you not fall for these traps of these people who really don't have a running narrative, who don't have a question or answer going on in their head? There's just dial tone. There's nothing. I don't even think there's a dial tone sound. What's, you know, when you pick up the phone, you get the dial tone. And those of us who knows what a landline is, understands what that is. Um, by the way, if you guys want to call in or comment or talk, whatever, hey, don't hesitate to call in. You know, you guys are welcome here anytime. But anyway, as, I, as I'm going down through these things, I'm seeing that there are things that we can do to keep ourselves out of the matrix. And why do we call it the matrix? Well, because there was this movie came out and showed us that everything's a simulation and all that. It's the, the matrix is the combined efforts of what they're doing out there to try to control as many people as they can. And if you just step back, if you just step back, it, it, it's literally that easy. And it does take practice. It does take practice not to go back to the to the box food on the aisles. It does take practice not to go back to Walmart. It does take practice to go to your local beef uh, processor who might have wild game that you can actually buy and actually get better nutrients out of. Uh, you, you you go ahead and get, buy yourself a couple chickens and feed them the table scraps and find out that you'll be getting three two, three eggs a day a lot of times from your chickens because the table scraps, they eat meat. They eat all the different things that you usually throw in the trash can. Now you're saving the dump from filling it up and you're actually getting eggs from your chickens. Bingo, everybody wins. But see, this is all those little pieces of parts, right? I, you, know, you, you don't want to worry about eggs? Well, have a few chickens. If you don't want to worry about what meat's coming from what country, then go down to your local processor and find out where you can get meat. And say, hey, I'm I'm looking for, you know, if anybody brings in, uh, you know, deer or anything else, blah, 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 uh, let me know and I'll buy whatever they're not willing to, you know, they don't want to take home with them. And you'd be surprised how suddenly your health is going to change because your food source changes. And your mental health is going to change because you're not feeling so drugged down and inflamed. You're not, fla- you're not fat. Let me, let me, let me give you guys, guys all a big, a big old sigh of relief. You're not fat. You're inflamed. Inflammation is the cause of everything that we have going on with our body. And the problem is, is when we think of ourselves as being fat, it's actually not fat. It's inflammation. Or it's just, just a way, just use a different word. And all of a sudden you start looking at things differently and you can find yourself in a better place. See how that works? See how if I just, we talk about this a little bit, we talk about it differently than the, the box food on the aisles. Don't ever shop. If you go to any grocery store, don't shop on the aisles. Well, I, I got to, you know, I got to get that box of this or I got to get the, you know, the little baggie of gravy or, well, why not make your own gravy? 
Oh, well, you know, but flowers on the aisle. Okay, well, you got me there. You're going to go get your flour and your coffee. I get it. But we're talking about the box stuff. Stay away from that as much as possible. And then you can be a different person, right? You can think differently. You're not relying. If there's an egg shortage, you don't know. You don't notice because you're giving away eggs because you're making so many at home with your chickens. And I know there's apartment living and some other things, but, you know, maybe the apartment dwellers need to start talking to some of these people who have property, who have a few chickens. And then they give and take, right? We share it with each other. We're pulling ourselves out of the matrix. Don't buy into the system when you can stay out of the system with just a little effort. And yes, there are things, I don't drink soda at all anymore. I drink water out of a copper cup, a copper vessel. I don't use things in plastic anymore. Well, Jim, that sounds crazy. You're just going way off. Well, you know what? I just don't want to take the chance. So I make things in in uh, cast iron and I store things in glass bowls and dishes and I use ceramic instead of any type of plastic. I try to stay away from paper plates and things like that. Now, I'm not saying I do it 100% of the time, but I'm making an effort to. And you know what? I do feel different. I do feel better. And it's it's like, you know what? I, I, I can live like this and I don't have to worry about egg shortages. I don't have to worry about the, co- the cost of this or the cost of that because I'm controlling my own destiny. When a, when a gentleman goes out or a woman goes out and kills a deer or goes out hog hunting or whatever it is they're doing and they bring that to the processor and they can't use it all because they have enough meat already, well, then that surplus comes to you, but it comes to you at a discounted price than what you would probably be paying for crappy beef from Wally World. Imagine what you could do if you controlled your own destiny, what you would feel like. Think about the freedom you have when you're no longer asking them for permission. Do you take cash or card or, you know, you know what? Uh, suddenly you're going up to your, your meat processor. And you know what? Maybe he needs his door fixed. Maybe you're a carpenter and you can fix the front door for him. And then he exchanges that for meat. There's so many other ways to barter and be in control of your own destiny that doesn't take you like literally moving to the mountains and unplugging everything, but just changing how you buy things. Vote with your money. No different than how you vote with your your little likes and dislikes on Facebook or Twitter or other places like that. Again, take that purposeful action. Live life with purpose. And I'm trying to I'm trying to build you up here because I believe in us. Americans were amazing, amazing, amazing people. We have done some most incredible things on earth. We really have. And we should be all right with that. I mean, even even Kamala Harris even described to us how astronauts get loaded into rockets. And this lady is the vice president. Uh, anyway, I think a third grader writes most of her speeches for her because that's really all the better she can do with reading out loud. I mean, I, I don't read out loud real well, so I can't say a lot about it. But she was just talking about buckling up and being shot into space, and it sounded really weird. But we have been proven that we have proven to ourselves over and over again, we are adapters. We can be first adapters. We can go out there and do amazing stuff. If we actually just unplug from the corporate entities and started to provide for ourselves, they go away. We don't have to listen to them. They don't have the money to to influence uh, lobbyists and all that other stuff because the money is taken away because we vote somewhere else. Don't go to Amazon if you don't have to. Don't go to these other places you don't have to. Go to your local provider. Walk down and see what you have in your town square and see how simple that becomes. It's a little bit of effort, and we become the rocket We become the rocket scientists of our future, right? We get to, to, to put that trajectory where we want it, and that's the difference between us and other countries, and we should be proud of that. Never, ever hesitate to tell anybody that you are a patriot, you believe in God and country first, and you believe that our country is going to be the shining light on the top of the hill forever. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, that's nationalism and that's all these, you know, we're going to try to make you an extremist and an alt-right. Believing that the place where you live is amazing doesn't make you crazy. Believing that your country that you believe in is the best out there doesn't make you crazy. No one's going to say, well, the boat I'm in, you know, it's just, it's horrible. I'm going to start shooting holes in the bottom of it. That sounds like something a Democrat would say. That sounds like something a lobbyist would say. But as you as an American, you as a person that can make the difference in your own life can say, you know what? I believe in this country. And it starts with me right here. It starts with my spouse, my kids, my neighbor next door, my neighbor across the street, my neighbor down the street. We're going to do this. We're going to make our community better. And then it's going to infect the other communities, and they're going to be better as well because we're going to set the example so they know what to shoot for because they're, you know what, they're Americans and they're not going to let us get away with being the best. They're going to try even harder to be the best. And if we're all doing that day after day after day, where could we end up? Well, we're not even plugged into the world matrix. We're not even plugged into the, to the supply chain. In fact, they're going, well, how is America doing this? Well, they're just flourishing without us. Don't they need us? They need us. They need our, they need us. They, they need us. Yeah, maybe we don't. Maybe we just are okay with being Americans. We're amazing how we are. We've got an amazing future. We've got a commercial break coming up here on Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host, and we'll see you here in just a couple minutes. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. 
You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL station. It's electric! Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jim Price here at Dark Delight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the second hour here of your lunch hour. Thank you for being a part of our family here at WYSL. Guys, listen, um, I'm gonna, we're going to recycle a story that was written already, and then they're going to come back and they're, they're going to talk about it again. Biden administration blocks mining of the world's largest undeveloped ore deposit as it pushes copper-heavy EVs and wind turbines. Hmm. So, again, when we talk about, guys, we're going to talk about unplugging right we're talking about you know getting out of the matrix well you know if you have a copper still at home you can actually make ethanol you can actually make what we consider to be pure grain alcohol that actually could be used to i don't know do certain things with certain vehicle you know internal combustion blah blah blahs right but also do you know that actually putting a hydrogen cell uh producer on your car or you have to have you can't have a, a, a fuel a, a inline fuel uh, system, the high pressure fuel system. You can't do that. But if you have an old carbureted uh, generator, carbureted something or other, you can actually get, you know, put together a hydrogen producer that runs off the battery and produce hydrogen that actually ups the horsepower and lowers the amount of gas you use on whatever that is. The little side note, I'm trying to get you out of the matrix here, guys. I'm trying to help you. The Biden administration's Environmental Protection Agency issued a final determination that will block the mining of necessary materials for electric vehicles. Wait, I thought we were all supposed to enjoy our electric vehicles right away. Yay, Daddy, you're giving us electric. Yay. But we don't have the infrastructure or the grid to be able to take care of it. We'll worry about that later, just like the government, where we're going to race right past the problem and create another one. Uh, despite pushing auto automakers to ensure that EVs make up 50% of all vehicle sales in the next seven years. So, guys, do you think in the next seven years, if they're shutting down all the mining here, how do you think this is going to work out? So we can just uh, let those kids over in the Middle East uh, keep mining out our, our, you know, the lithium, these 12 and 10 and 8-year-olds over there that are mining lithium for you and your battery cars. That's okay for you, right? You're, you're good with that. We don't want to bother to do that in America. Well, we wouldn't put the kids in there, but we would have adult men and women going in there mining in a safe way, in an environmentally protective way to go in and ensure our self-reliance. But oh no, Potato in Chief is shut her down. The termination will prevent the further mining of 1.4 billion, B, billion tons of copper, gold. Um, I don't know how to say that word. Silver, uh, rhodium from the area, according to the Corps of Engineers. So this is the Corps of Engineers estimate. There's 1.4 billion tons of these different rare earth minerals. I mean, these are right here, right here. The standard vehicle uses between 18 to 50 pounds of copper in one electric vehicle. Well, that's fine. That's, yeah. Um, oh, wait, that's, wait, wait, wait. See, the batteries require 85 to 183 pounds of copper with copper demand expected to increase by 1,700 kilotons by 2027. So in four years... Um, it's going to increase 1,700 kilotons, according to the Copper Development Association. The Biden administration is pushing automakers to ensure that electric vehicles make up 50% of everything sold in the next seven years. So that's going to be fine. That's fine. We'll, we, yeah. Hey, um, you know the, oh, I, the engineer was just pointing out to me, he, he saw a meme the other day. He says, 
the lady was calling in. Hey, my house is on fire. 911. Can I help you? My house is on fire. Oh, we can't help you. The fire trucks are charging. Uh, what? See, the thing is, is we're racing right past the obvious. How do you refine all of these, these big heavy metals without the great big refineries that take enormous amounts of electricity to actually refine, refine that metal? If you're going to be running them off of wind turbines and solar panels, how are you going to get jets off the ground? How are you? So all the police vehicles are now going to go to electric. If the, if you, if they're going to lead the way government, then why don't you really do it? Why isn't the beast? Why isn't the beast full electric? I mean, come on, lead with example. Show me how the Air Force One is now all battery operated. Show me how you're running off of some type of other fuel source than CO2. By the way, I, here's another quick question for you. And this was I was having a conversation earlier the other day. What is where's Coca-Cola and Pepsi at with the whole CO2 emissions? Because they actually are probably the largest producers of CO2 in the commercial food industry where they're pumping CO2 into your soda that you drink. Um, what are they going to do? Because their number one ingredient in all soda is carbonated water, which is CO2. Uh, what happens when they have to start buying carbon credits? What's going to happen to the price of Pepsi and Coke? What, where is that going to go? I mean, these are just simple questions. And why aren't they being affected by the, you know, the footprint of, you know, CO2 emissions or whatever? Like they create it for their products. So does beer manufacturers. Beer manufacturers actually pump CO2 into their uh, beers because they don't they don't want to wait for the fermentation process and some champagnes do that as well. Just asking those simple questions here, folks. I want to know what it is. What I mean, come on, where's their tax? Are they paying extra because they create a lot of CO two every time you go, you open up the little can and the on the bottle? That's CO two being released. So are you going to be charged it or the is the company absorbing that or are we going to change it to something else? We'll get the little effervescence bubbling from cow farts. I don't know. You, you guys have to figure it out yourself because obviously the world's going, we're all, we're all going to die. Um, just like the whole COVID thing. Uh, let's see. The, uh, the Pebble, uh, Pebble Limited Partnership currently mining uh, uh, is being blocked by certain Alaskan watershed. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. So, yeah, this is the thing. Well, this is the thing where they're going to shut down this. This is, this is absolutely ridiculous. Why are we letting... Oh, the Sierra Club. I'm going to tell you right now, guys, if you ever hear of anybody's like, I'm part of the Sierra Club, you don't, don't be friends with them. Because these are the people who put in those bike lanes downtown that nobody uses, you know, and the, the extra little, like the extra wide concrete sidewalks and all that other stuff. I mean, yeah, they look great, but how many people are really using these? This is America. We don't do that crap here. I mean, come on, get over it. But anyway, Sierra Club, Natural Resource Defense Council. Again, these are amazing names that sound really important that are just a bunch of people in a cool kids club. They have no authority. Um, Earth Justice. Ooh, man, I really... That's a good name. I could have come up with something. Anyway, they're advocating against mining projects in the Bristol Bay area, uh, but yet they're still pushing EVs. Uh, updating our laws and regulations is part of the sustainable solution needed to meet the demands for critical uh, for critical minerals and ensure that our clean energy future isn't built on the foundation of dirty mining. What do you think lithium mining is? Lithium mining is one of the most toxic processes on Earth, and that's what you guys are like. Oh, I got I got a Tesla. It's gonna zoom zoom zoom. It's a bunch of C batteries. The entire floor of that thing is nothing but C batteries. Like, that's not creative, guys. This isn't like they went... 
we're working off of C batteries. How long have C batteries been around? I mean, I'm 51. I remember C batteries being the odd battery you couldn't hardly get a lot of because your 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 stereo and remote control cars all had to have these C batteries and D batteries in it. But are you telling me that that's all the further technology has come in the last 30, 40, 50 years that C batteries daisy chained together is our EV batteries, the wave of the future. Well, Jim, they're made of lithium. That makes them so much better. Well, if you actually looked into capacitors, you could take a capacitor the size of a milk jug and replace the entire battery in an EV car. Oh, no, it's real. And they know that. But you know why they're not doing it? Because it doesn't make them the money on the backside. It doesn't give them kickbacks. I've actually, uh, Dr. Douglas Frank, I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's the guy who's helped out Mike Lindell with a lot of research and how uh, the voter integrity stuff. And he's a good friend of mine. We talk quite often. I enjoy his company. And we talk about physicist stuff because he's actually a Nobel Prize physis- uh, Nobel Prize winning physicist. He actually is a really neat guy. Uh, the bow tie guy. You, I think you guys have seen him around. But he's really, really neat. And I've talked to him about this. And he's like, yeah. He goes, capacitors are the way to do it. He goes, we, on, on the family farm, we actually tried to see if we could go ahead and use the government grants to put in a fan to actually run the power you know, off the fan and be able to use it for the dairy and everything else. We, there's no way. He goes, we couldn't get it to pay back in any, any, any amount of timeline. No matter how much the government paid for the fan to be put on our property, we couldn't get it to pay itself off. And I said, well, what about capacitors and electric vehicles? Oh, that's absolutely, that's, a, that's the answer. But we don't use that because we're stuck in the tradition of why do we always do it? Well, that's how we always do it. Superstition and tradition. I talked about this in the first segment. You know, we we got to break away from these old ways of doing things. And a lot of the things, I say old, it's repetitive old, not as in the old ways, like the old medicines and things we could be doing for ourselves. But again, here we are. You know, we're having this conversation of uh, I sound a little crazy, but I'm not. We've got a lot of amazing answers out there. Well, we've got a commercial break coming up here on the Dark to Light Show on WYSL. I'm Jim Price, and we'll see you here in a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back, everybody, to Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host. Thank you so much for being here in the second hour of your lunch hour, your extended lunch hour on Wednesdays. Don't tell anybody, because I won't tell them either. Well, guys, listen, there's a a few things afoot here. Reading an article here, it says uh, the FBI searched the Penn Biden Center. By the way, guys, how many of you all have a your name... Uh, university, university, your name, center. Like uh, anybody else out there that just gets these kind of special privileges, these pats on the head. Like, I mean, I've been doing a lot of things, amazing things in my life, and I don't think there's a Jim Price center at uh, anything. I, I, I just, I, the amount of entitlement that these people really feel like they have, it's just been given to them. But anyway, uh, the FBI searched the Penn Biden Center in mid-November. Now wait, let's see, mid-November, what was? What were we doing in November of this year? I can't, oh, I just can't try to remember. Oh, that's right. We were having elections. Anyway, after President Joe Biden's attorney found documents with classified markings at, at, uh, at the think tank earlier that month, according to a report published Tuesday by CBS. Now, 
here's the thing, guys. We're seeing again where rules for thee, but not for me. I mean, this is a problem, right? This is a problem that we're having uh, where we're seeing this over and over again, where we're going to find out more and more about this stuff. And we have, we've been, it's been getting trickled out. The, you know, the big guy getting his 10% and all that other good stuff. And uh, Hunter Biden has really, he's sloppy. Uh, these are not creative people. And by the way, guys, that's another thing too. We are being duped and taken by the billions. Well, I'd say at the trillions level this way, but we'll go with billions because it's, it's, it's easier, right? We'll just go with billions. Um, these people are not geniuses. These people are not masterminds. They're not doing anything creative. They're just getting away with it. That right there is the, the that's the, where you get that little throw up in your mouth. You're like, oh, God, just feel ugh, like this makes me sick. But here's where we're at. This is what we're, we're faced with. These people are not brilliant. Hunter Biden put down the exact amount he was giving his dad on his, on a sheet of paper that was the exact amount he was getting from, really? Like, you can't, you couldn't have changed it a little bit? You couldn't have put like a, you know, oh, 9800 bucks, or how about just what would a normal rent payment would have been for a house of that size? Not something that's, anyway, you know, 50K. Yeah, well, let's, uh, I was, I was saw some of these uh, real estate investors going, man, if I'm going to get that kind of return on investment, I'm buying everything in New Hampshire, uh, if that's what you're getting out there. But, Let's uh, let's go on a little further here. Let's go into how <clears throat> the this <sighs> leaders of prominent news organizations are eschewing journalists journalistic objectivity, claiming it is uh, inauthentic. <laughs> Basically, they're saying that former executor of the Washington Post, uh, Leonard, and former CBS president Andrew uh, Heward, they said over seventy-five media leaders. Uh, they're they're gauging that, that they want to change how things are written. They don't. They think things are getting a little little bit too edgy. They're too critical. Um, reporters, editors, and media critics urge that the concept of journalistic objectivity is a distortion of reality. Well, yeah, you guys keep just making up stuff, and you keep supporting people that are destroying this country. It's a little distorted. Your reality is distorted. You guys have gone so far off the rails that this is actually, they're actually talking about this openly in an interview. I'm like, yeah, you guys, you guys have created this. Journalists of color and LG, <laughs> an LGBTQ journalist said that reporting objectively negates their own identity. So... If you just talk about what's going on and you don't bring yourself into the article, then no one's talking about you. Well, yeah, because we really don't care. We're, we really don't want to get involved in that. We just want to know. We want to know what the government's doing with our money. We want to know, you know, if there's a parade going on, if there's a fair coming to town, there's a there's a farmer's market. These are the kind of things that interest people in everyday life. We don't want to hear about your sexual preferences or what color your skin is or or, you know, What's between your legs? We don't care. We don't care. That's how they're getting us to divide us. These guys are complaining that they're not able to divide us even more because we don't talk about them more. This is how selfish and self-focused and, and self-centered these really people really are. Right? This is it. They're telling on themselves and they're complaining. Well, you don't talk about us enough. We're just, we got to be the center of attention. Well, maybe someone should have told you no. 
maybe someone should have told you no more often because then you probably wouldn't be out here saying weird stuff like this that you need to be, we need to focus on you? No. No, just report what is there. Leave all your bias out of it. Just say what's going on and move on. That's it. Don't try to make it about you and your color of your pink hair. I don't care. Don't tell me. Just say, this happened, this happened, and then I can make a choice from there. And that's that's called freedom. That's you know freedom of the mind, freedom of the body. Let's let's enjoy those things. But oh no, we gotta talk about this. Is objectivity? Uh, it's objective by worse standard. This is what this is. I'm reading this word for word here. The standard seems to be white, educated, fairly wealthy. That's the standard for newspaper articles and writing in today's media. Are you guys experiencing any of this? Because I am not. I don't see it that way. Uh, the media shouldn't simply use neutral language by default. I thought that's what you guys wanted. I thought you guys wanted neutral language where we didn't go in and describe their, their his, whiz this thing that they do all the time. I, I thought we were supposed to just, you know, everything's going to be all washed. You know, everything's the same color. We don't want to set anybody out and say this or that. So if we do call you out because you are, one of these lunatic fringe. Uh, so that's that's what you want? I thought we weren't supposed to do that because then that was us picking on you and being racist. But if I don't put you in there enough, then I, that's me not... Which lane? Which lane? Do you, feel, do you feel unstable in this conversation? Do you feel how you're feeling that unbalanced thing? Well, that's... <laughs> this, is their, this is them trying to circle back around on the fact that they don't feel special. And then that's really all it is. I don't feel special. You didn't make me feel special. Uh, we do have a caller coming in. Dave, are you there? I'm there. Your uh, capacitor just lit my light bulb about five minutes ago, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we've always talked about they're trying to divide us, blah, blah, blah. And I right? think it goes down to something you just hit on because the, the news media that I read, you know, the right wing uh, tinfoil stuff is just as bad. They're just as guilty at the end of every article. Uh, you know, Susie Smith has a baccalaureate from East Tunafish University, and uh, she's mm -hmm. done this and been there. And it's like, who cares? Put your name on it, you know, sign your work, and uh, tell me what the, the story right. is. Um, well, if you have to tell I me your resume, I, I don't think you're really qualified for it at that point. I mean, if you come in, you have great facts. I'm going to I'm gonna believe you. We're going to walk, walk the walk. We're going to talk the talk. But if you have to keep re refreshing your resume to me all the time, that shows me there's some insecurities there, right? Right, right, and I and I don't think it like my light bulb was so much that it's this group versus that group. People are so narcissistic, a term I hadn't even heard 10 years ago, that mm -hmm. we're all dividing ourselves, individuals, because everything's right. about me, 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 and I'm like, that drives me nuts. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, every, I talk about that on my so show often, selflessness yeah. over selfishness, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, and then I love your prepper tips, you know, and one tip I've noticed, a couple young people in my life, and I won't name them, because I love them, okay. but management of money, young people cannot manage money, no matter how much or how little they have. Um, True. I mean, I sit it's down every day, the wife and I try to work off cash as our, you know, daily expenses, and, uh, you mm -hmm. know, because you can see the cash you know, decimate throughout the week. Oh, I spent 10, right. I spent 30, I spent 40. Oh my gosh, I'm getting low. You do that on your little phone or your, your, your card. You don't see that happening. And then if we have to use our card, debit or credit, we record it that day. When the bill comes in, I know when it's coming in. 
I pay it that day. I don't wait to the end of the month to go, oh, look all the money I have, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's just being honest with yourself, though, right? That's that self, uh, self-reliance. self You're looking inside yourself, not looking for a credit card limit to be able to, to finance your life. Exactly, exactly. It's just driving me nuts. But, yeah, I mean, we're dividing ourselves individually, not even just by groups anymore. But uh, mm-hmm. that just it struck a nerve, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. No, you're exactly right on that, Dave. That's a great point that you make there is that, you know, too many times we we we're, we, we have been grown up to be, we're going to all be president, right? And that way we're, oh, you can be president, you can be president. Well, how about you just be a good you first? And then if the presidency thing comes along, then it happens. But too many times everybody thinks that everything that comes to their mind is somehow the new intellectual thought of the day and we should all, you know, fall in line behind them. And yet most of these people don't even have a, an adult conversation with another adult for days on end. Nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, Dave, thank you so much for calling in, man. Thank you for being a part of the WYSL family, and it's good hearing from you. Hey, have a great day. You too, sir. We'll talk to you soon. Well, you know, he's actually he's actually right on that. We we get too tribal about this stuff. This is one of the, we see that we get these circular firing squads, and we worry about – you know, somebody's, you know, hair color or whatever it is, instead of actually let's let's have a conversation, let's openly have a conversation. I think that's what AA is about, is when you openly talk about the things that you're thinking about, you normalize certain thoughts in your head so you're not so far out on the edge. And if we got together more often, think about how the problems we could solve and we actually opened our mouth and talked to each other. Well, we've got a commercial break coming up here on the Dr. Light Show. I'm Jim Price. We'll see you here in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, 
is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back, everybody, to Dark Delight Show. I'm Jim Price, your host. Thank you so much for being here in the second hour and an extended lunch break for you guys. Uh, here's something interesting I was just reading. Uh, Baldwin uh, has been charged with manslaughter along with the, uh, the weapons provider. They've both been charged with manslaughter and the, and the shooting death on the set of Rust. But I didn't realize that Baldwin has previously settled with the Hutchinson's family, uh, and then they, they're trying to move on with, to complete the film. Here's the thing. If you actually settled with the victim's family, and then you're now being criminally charged, how can you go in there and say anything but guilty? I don't know. Mr. Baldwin, you may have kind of sunk your own ship there by settling uh, with that. I don't, I don't think that was what you wanted to do there. But anyway, hey. You know, Mr. Hollywood, you do your thing, and I, I, that whole demonic effect out there. But anyway, uh, real quick, guys, we're having a problem with our military, and we know that we have some problems with our uh, our, our armament. I mean, how much ammunition, how many bombs and missiles and bullets and fuel and soldiers we have on hand, right? So there's we, we know that there's some, there's some uh, crisis level certain things going on within the military. But uh, the United States is ready to uh, – is ready – uh, is ready, readying, sorry, more than $2 billion worth of military aid for Ukraine. Well, that's going to end well, just like the, the, all these different people in Ukraine, these administration-level type people, talking about all of the money laundering that's going on there and how the U.S. dollars that are being sent there are uh, being being stolen. See, the money was stolen from us, then went through FTX, which then FTX took their part, and then FTX sent to Ukraine. And now Ukraine and their administrations over there, uh, the different people in higher levels, are then taking their piece. So everybody's getting a taste. Everybody gets – and then, you know, the the big guy, you know, he gets his 10% on, you know, $180 billion. By the way, guys, if you're doing any calculating at home, uh, we're not quite to $200 billion, but I said a year, almost a year ago – that we're going to hit a hundred billion, and people thought I was a little off on that. We raced past a hundred billion before the end of the year, and we're closer to one hundred and eighty billion. If you really start tabulating all the different little things we're doing for them, we're gonna—I think we're gonna break the two hundred billion really fast, and it's—it's it's not a good thing. But anyway, we're preparing this, right? So the aid is expected to be announced as soon as this week. Oh, oh, we haven't even announced it. Oops, <laughs> sorry, we didn't tell you guys. Oh, it's—it's it's fine. Uh, let's see. It is also expected to include support equipment for the Patriot Air Defense System, uh, precision-guided uh, munitions, and Javelin anti-tank weapons. Uh, one of the officials said a portion of the package, expected to be $1.725 billion, would come from a fund known as the Ukraine Security Assistant Assistance Initiative, U.S. AI. Did you guys know this thing was a thing? Did you guys know you had this? That you guys created a Ukraine Security Assistant Assistance Initiative? Did you were you guys part of the decision making of that? Did you guys get any briefings or I I didn't. Uh, which allows uh, the Potato and Chiefs administration to get weapons from industries rather than from U.S. weapons stockpiles. Oh, 
So we're not going to take from our boys, but we're definitely going to go buy it from the people who make it for our boys. And then we're going to give it to people who we can't trust and have have been found to be very uh, <clears throat> uh, money laundering. Uh, they do a lot of that over there in bio labs and child trafficking and child prisons and stuff. You know, that's all that's normal, right? Anywhere else on Earth? No. Is this you guys picking this up where we're going here? Anyway, uh, the USAI funds would go towards the purchase of new weapons. Well, that's good. I'm glad they're buying used. Uh, they're buying new missiles and not used ones. It seems like they would be kind of ineffective after you already used them. Uh, the ground launch small diameter bomb. I did not know that was a thing. The GLSDB, <laughs> made by Boeing. All right, uh, which has a range of 94 miles. The United States. Uh, has rebuffed Ukraine's request for 185-mile range missiles. Well, you know, we can't give you guys the good stuff. By the way, I heard they're going to go ahead and they want to... Ukraine's been asking for some jet fighters. And um, so that's going to work fine. Uh, I worked on (laughs) F-16s back in the uh, late 80s. And so, yeah, the two years of training that our military goes through to to prepare a fighter jet pilot, we're just going to send... Let's say we send F-16s to them. Let's say we'll send them a Raptor or two. What? That's, yeah, hey, dude, here's the little on and off switch. The, here's a little throttle thingy. This joystick thingy goes like left and right, up and down. And uh, here's the warranty. Uh, see ya. Like, what do you think that's, so Ukraine's just asking for jet fighters? Hey, man, can you send us some jet, you got any jet fighters over there? So you guys are going to send us like missiles and like, I don't think that's the accent they have, but. You guys are going to, is that a good accent for, I don't know if I'm, I'm probably insulting a lot of different people at once here, but uh, they're asking like, hey, you know, I I know you're going to send me those short range missiles. You got any long ones? Oh, we, you're not going to send, okay, we'll just take the short ones from now. Um, Hey, by the way, do you have any jet flyers, jet fighters laying around, just some extras? Like, could we use those for a minute? Like, you know, it's no big deal. We just want to like scare some people, do some flyover, like Top Gun stuff and no, you, you are? You, well, you'll think about it? Oh, thanks. Thanks, Uncle Joe. You're the best. But anyway, um, let's see. Uh, let's see. The, Boeing's proposal to fill the GLSDB for Ukraine in November. Uh, let's see. At the time was expected. This is, uh, this is all acronym stuff that's going to really get boring here on the air. The White House declined to comment. <laughs> wait, wait. Um. Uh, uh, it says here that the Biden administration gets to go buy these from, you know, the industry, but then they're not going to, they're not going to comment on this. That's uh, content and size of the age package aid package can shift until they are signed. Oh, so depending on what old uh, the Ukrainian president over there, the guy who wears the, the, uh, you know, the, cool like i'm in the military pullover sweaters and stuff that guy uh he may be coming back to the well saying well you know i i only wanted two billion but maybe i need 12 billion or maybe i need 40 billion i don't know we'll see this is a moving target you know until he signs it on the last day you know we won't really know what we're just gonna wildly send to ukraine isn't that great your country your government your administration, your bureaucracy, the people who checks and balance all this stuff, don't have a checks and balance when it just comes to wildly sending a bunch of equipment to another country that 
is just being bought off the shelf at Boeing. By the way, guys, nobody buys anything off the shelf at Boeing. When they get the order and they get the money transferred to their account, they'll start building it. And they don't do it until you do your part. Uh, those guys don't give up nothing. And they don't have things laying around for you to come by and like, oh, I'll take two of those Javelin there. And, well, what do you got over here? Oh, this is the Patriot Missile System. Oh, uh, how many of those you got? Oh, you got four. I'll just take two of them. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. I mean, this is... This is, ugh. in addition to the USAI funds, more than $400 million worth of aid was expected to come from the president's drawdown authority funds. Drawdown authority funds? Where did, where, where's all this money come? There, how many different places do they hide cash? There's a president drawdown authority fund, which allows a president to take from certain U.S. stocks. What? In an emergency, oh, so the U.S. You know, by the way, fifty-one percent of Chevy is owned by the United States of America. I don't know if you guys know that. The United States has bought into a lot of companies, and we have a lot of stock and a lot of companies. Don't don't go out there and yeah. But anyway, I didn't realize that. So he could just go sell off some stock, like Nancy Pelosi did with her Google stock the other day, right before the investigation came into them actually being sued by our federal government, but I mean, so this is all fine. President, presidential drawdown authority funds. Wow. What did you just learn today, folks? Remember I'm coming back and there's going to be a test later. No, there won't be a later. Uh, the U S has spent approximately $27.2 billion worth of security assistance to Ukraine since Russia, Russians February 22 invasion. It's not an invasion. Russia calls the invasion a special operation. It's not even, it's, it's, yeah, because they're trying to get rid of the, all the bad that's going on in there. I don't, this is, we're getting, we're getting gaslighted. Well, gaslighting seems to be the name of the game. They can't tell the truth and you're always the problem. So they got to fix that. You're the problem, not me. Remember that. That's narcissism right there. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in the Dark Delight Show. I'm Jim Price. It's been fantastic having you guys here. We'll see you guys tomorrow, midday on WYSL.